0: And while you're there, download our free app. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. He's a veteran in the United States Marine Corps, a career firefighter, a singer, songwriter, and he's got a very special song and message inspired by the death of his brother, who was a Marine Corps veteran and a career police officer. And he's coming up on the Law Enforcement Today show. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at TransformationsTreatment Center. Calling us from Northern California, John Preston on the phone now. Folks, I know the title of the show is Law Enforcement Today. John is a career firefighter. We've had many firefighters and EMTs on the show. We've had spouses, survivors of fallen officers, and we've also opened this up to people who have overcome and have been victims of horrendous crimes because there's a lot of inspiration in their stories. So uh, it's not just limited to law enforcement personnel. Uh, John, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Very much appreciated.
1: Hey, how you doing today, Jay?
0: It's a good day. It's a pleasure to have you here. We've been trying to make this happen for a little while. A little bit of background. John is a Marine Corps veteran, correct? Correct. And you're also a career firefighter in Northern California. Correct. And how long have you been a firefighter?
1: Uh, this is year number eight. It seems like it's only been a couple of weeks. It's crazy with that job, right? Like, everything moves so fast, and it's... It, it's like when you have good call volume, an entire year will go by without you even recognizing that a time. Right, yeah. So, yeah, yeah eight, year eight, I, I, I kind of feel like, you know, four years in the Marine Corps seemed like forever, and eight years in the fire service it seemed like 10 minutes, you know?
0: And I promise there is a big rivalry, and it's like a sibling rivalry between law enforcement and firefighters, but we always have each other's backs, and we may tease each other, we may call each other names, we, we have feuds from time to time but believe me we're all one big family and uh, your your outlook your perspective is very welcome and we're here to talk about many things uh, one i also want to cover you are also a singer songwriter as well
1: Ah, uh, yeah i've been doing that for a long time i actually when i was in iraq in the marine corps years ago was when i had my first success with music. we recorded a a little like three minute video of a song that i wrote over there and kind of Put in some clippings from uh, all the combat things that we were doing while we were out. And, uh, prior to what the YouTube and all of that, we went viral before viral existed. So gotcha. it was a, a super cool, uh, way to start my career just by having this music video and it really taking off. So, uh, and I've been playing music and been an advocate against veteran suicide probably now for about five years. Um, Originally signed with Pacific Records and kind of made my own bet on, on what this was going to be. Promoted incredibly hard, worked incredibly hard, got as much uh, recording and music and content that I could. And uh, I've been blessed now to recently sign with Concord Entertainment and have Universal Music Group now putting our music out. And it's been unbelievable. We've had a couple of songs now in the last, I think, probably two years since I signed with Concord we've had two songs now be top 200 songs in the world and and top 20 rock songs so life is looking good and and, and what's amazing with it is we're we're moving forward with purpose and with mission so i'd love to with you about that
0: we're, we're certainly going to talk about that in in great length uh before we get into the details i want to say this uh, thank you for your service in the marine corps and thank you for your service in the fire department uh, a lot of times and i'm as guilty as many people and i know how difficult the first responder job and career is and i don't say thank you enough so i want to thank you for both
1: absolutely you know it's cool um I've ran into some people recently uh, that I pretty much was trained up by. One that when I was a cadet at a at a fire department, that he he really took a hand in making sure that I prepared properly to get hired. And then my first instructor that I ever had actually was a chief at my current department that I'm at. Right, you know, prior to being a an instructor in the fire service. I've seen both of them recently, and it blows my mind what both of them said. They're, they're both like, dude, what you are doing with your music, is so unbelievable, but I'm just so proud that you've decided to stay in the fire service, too. And it's this really crazy juggle in life, right? You're basically working two full-time jobs, but the fire service is so rewarding, man. I, it, people say thank you all the time. But you don't understand, like, you go into the job and you get to go see everybody on their worst day possible and say, let's make your day better today. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's a rewarding job and we appreciate the, the thanks and the high fives that we get, but we're enjoying what we're doing. We're happy to be there and I'm, I'm happy to be able to, to pursue and, and live in uh, two of my lifelong dreams.
0: Yeah.
1: So, Most people yeah, aren't that lucky.
0: The they thing. can't say that, that they've had two to dream careers most people don't get that opportunity before we get too far in a time what i want to do is i'd like to play the song now the name of the song is what
1: superman falls
0: okay and this is in in honor of and inspired by your brother what's your brother's name uh michael preston all right we're gonna play a song it's called superman falls by john preston and we'll be right back
2: The frost around my lips, it tells a story oh so well. Of the frozen tears that shatter as they're falling from my shell. And 21 guns is the anthem to our lives. Now we're back here once again. Seven hands.
0: Superman Falls I'm relying on my music radio DJ experience now Superman Falls named a song by John Preston this is Law Enforcement Today Show we're going to take a short break we'll be right back finally our heroes have access to a world class program for PTSD anxiety depression and more The Help For Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for substance abuse, addiction, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Plus, they offer complete treatment for mental health issues for those without substance abuse problems. So many people ask me, how did I transition from police work to a career in radio? What did I do to become a music radio DJ? Plus, host of the syndicated Law Enforcement Today radio talk show and podcast. The answer is simple. I attended the Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting where I learned by doing. At Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting's 11 East Coast campuses, students have learned by doing for 55 years. Radio, television, podcasting, and now coding for web development. At the Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting, students learn in months, not years. Day and evening classes are available. Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting is perfect for those graduating from high school, adults looking for new career training, first responders, and veterans too. For veterans, some or all your tuition could be covered by your VA benefits. Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting has locations in Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, and North Carolina. Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting, training in audio-video production, television, sports, podcasting, radio, and web development. What are you waiting for? Get more information. Call 800-887-2346 or online at GoCSB.com. For special offers and consideration, tell them you heard about them from law enforcement today. That's 800-887-2346 and online at GoCSB.com. Again, 800-887-2346 and online at GoCSB.com. Back to the Law Enforcement Today show, I'm John J. Wiley, joined on the phone by John Preston. John is a Marine Corps veteran and also a career firefighter in Northern California. Before we went to commercial break, we played his song. He's a singer-songwriter as well. We played his song, Superman Falls, that was dedicated and inspired by the death of his brother, Michael Preston. Uh, before we get into this, I'm going to tell people... I've been doing this show a long time now and all my years of police work and I'm sure you're going to agree the same thing all your years you've been through with the fire service and and as a marine it's still very uncomfortable to talk about things we're going to talk about Uh, we're going to talk about the death of your brother Michael, we're going to talk about your passion, why you do these things, but it'd be kind of robbing people if we didn't tell them the reason why, and we want to talk about Michael, because one of the things that, that Every survivor I've ever talked to says they don't want their loved one to be forgotten, not just as a law enforcement officer, not just as a firefighter, but as a human being, as a father, a brother, a son, a valued member of the community. Tell us a little bit about Michael, his background, and, and what kind of dude he was like.
1: Uh, Mike was a, a Marine veteran. He was police officer for 20 years. and it, what, The thing about Mike, he was a lot of people's hero. Uh, he was just this outgoing, like he was a caretaker, man. He he brought people in and over the years talked so many people off the edge of the cliff, people that, that were, you know, debating, taking their own lives or going through struggles at home, depending on, you know, divorce or whatever, he was their go-to. And and, and it, it was one of these situations where if I could just explain a, how, I feel like we segued into where we ended up. Um, we lost our father uh, six months prior to losing Mike, and uh, our dad was kind of our puppeteer of our family. He was an incredible man, also a Marine veteran. And he fought in Vietnam, um, and he knew how to talk to all three of us. We had three brothers, and he knew that he could always have control and he could always take care of us and he could always keep our minds right because we're we're loose cannons we're all you know firefighters and marines and uh, police officers and it's our family that's who we are
0: not a whole lot of backing down in that group is there
1: Uh, yeah no no there's not and and it's a bunch of doers um and and the problem with doers and what i've kind of had to do for myself is we never take time for ourselves we never allow ourselves to heal when we're broken and losing our dad like it came out of nowhere it happened in a surgery where basically he went in for an endoscopy and they coded him on the table and i lost my father uh mike lost his father my brother nathan lost his father we all lost our minds and i got so deep into the bottle when it happened that i was completely oblivious to anything else that was going on um Michael and I at one point during the, my father's coma ended up you know, face-to-face in the hospital about to throw blows with each other just out of tire and frustration and difference of opinion on what we were going to do as far as how long we would let dad stay in a coma. You know? So these family problems are happening. Michael was my hero. Michael knew he was my hero, and now I'm mad at him now. He's lost his father now. you know We're all having this internal battle and there were things that we didn't realize were going on. Mike had been dealing with post-traumatic stress for a lot of years. He's been a police officer for a long time. He had, had incidents where, and we all, as first responders, do this. Yeah. He had incidents where he showed up on, turned out to be murder cases of babies. You know, yeah. it turned out to be uh, in Kentucky, where he's at. You show up on a trauma on a freeway, your fire's not showing up for 15 minutes. You're alone. Yeah, and he dealt with these nasty medicals and these nasty cases and he didn't have anywhere to spit it out he didn't have anywhere to deal with it and he had to fight through that and 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 we didn't know or understand what was going on because we were all so spun from losing everyone's hero you know so i'm like I said at this point, knee deep in the booze. Like, I'm blacking out every night. I would show up to work basically, probably still like just hung over to a nasty degree. I would work my shift. I would get off. The moment I would get off, I would start drinking. I would put down two to three bottles of wine. And by the way, the that's day. not
0: uncommon. That that yeah. I, I'm sure if you and I were honest and we said, of all the police and firefighters we knew, how many did that? It would be if we, we count of 10, we probably have four. probably have four out of 10 that have that problem, and and it's based yeah. primarily due to all the trauma that it's they've not, experienced, and that's the only way they can sleep and mechanism. wind down.
1: Yes, it's a coping mechanism. It is, and, and I, it creates its it, own problems. To be honest, I think it's a horrible coping oh. mechanism, but it's a coping mechanism.
0: It worked great when I was younger, and then it didn't work anymore, and it
1: created and now, problems and, and that were it doesn't work anymore, worse. it'll never work again. Right. And that's it, you know? So I'm, at this point, terrible drunk, and I'm going to play a show in Sacramento. I'm I'm getting together with my band. I just worked crazily like a, a 72, and I think we got ran like the whole night prior, so I hadn't slept. I tried to come home and get like an hour nap before we got on the road and drove to Sacramento to go play this show. On the way down to the show, I'm talking with my band, and I told them I quit. I let them know I've been, you know... It's emotional to me, but I let them know, hey, I've been preaching to every veteran in the country to fix their problems, and I have too many problems. Mm -hmm. I can't fix myself. I need time away. This is too much for me. I'm done. I'm never playing music again. I told them that on the way down, this is our last show. We get to Sacramento. We meet with another all-veteran band that we've known for years. Vetted, they're a great band. They're, they're they're split up now, but they they played phenomenal music and did a lot of things for a lot of years to help the veteran community. We meet them in a hotel in Sacramento. We're all getting ready for the show, just jamming in our room, playing, having a good time. And my phone rings. I remember it vividly because it's on film. <laughs> I, I I walked outside answer the phone and the camera followed me you know we always have cameras around we always have them filming kind of watching our life because we know we're doing something incredible right now right and uh it's on the other end of the phone initially my ex-wife telling me mike is dead (laughs) mike is dead he killed himself and that's
0: where i i just be honest for a man who speaks as a retired police, and for a man who speaks on a radio all the time, mm. when you hear that and it's put that way, I have difficulty coming up with words. And I, I've never met you, and I, I didn't know your brother, but it reminds yes. me of so many people yes. that I have known that have been in that same predicament.
1: I didn't understand. I, I, I didn't know who she was talking about. Mike who? I, I said over and over and over again. my too Mike who? she said call your mom call your mom mike who i continued to say you know like what are you talking about not my brother you know not him yeah (laughs) we're
0: gonna take a short break on that note uh, we're talking with john preston john by the way, is a Marine Corps veteran. He's a career firefighter. He's a singer-songwriter. We played a song earlier, Superman Falls. It was dedicated in the memory of his brother, Michael Preston, who was a career police officer and also a Marine Corps veteran who died by suicide. We're going to turn to the conversation in just a few moments. This is Law Enforcement Today. We'll be right back.
3: This portion of the Law Enforcement
0: Today radio show is brought to you in part by Pet Rescue Life Facebook page. Everyone's welcome at the Pet Rescue Life Facebook page where you'll find fun, informative, and enjoyable posts daily. Purebred, mixed breeds, rescues, we love them all. Be sure to like the Pet Rescue Life Facebook page. Returning to our conversation with John Preston and John... It's so hard to talk about these things, but be honest with you. One of the things that we at law enforcement today are very much aware of is one of my missions is to raise awareness about post traumatic stress, and for the, in particular for those who are struggling and suffering right now, and to find a way to to make some sort of progress with the veteran and law enforcement first responder suicide problem, which has been. A tremendous problem for a very very long time I know a lot of people in the media want you to believe that it's new it's not it's been around I yeah, it's not. I, I had a guest on dr. Robert Douglas uh, who was a retired Baltimore City Police I worked with him many years ago and the first commission to study police suicide was actually the 1930s by mayor LaGuardia in New York because it was such a problem back then mm-hmm. no the more we talk about this sometimes I feel like we're not making progress I it's very frustrating. I, for lack of better words, it's demoralizing. There's got to be a way to get through to these people to say that that's not the solution. And I don't want to be harsh when I say that because I don't want to come across judgmental because I'm not. And I don't know how you, a family member, deals with it.
1: I know I'm kinda yeah, of like not making sense, it, it's, especially it's, when it, you don't even understand that they were suffering, you know. And, and I've had people on the line "Oh, well, they." They're free of their suffering now. They could have been free of their suffering in life. I've now, over time, I've saved several veterans' lives, several uh, police officer, firefighters' lives that were on the edge. I've had phone calls with guns in their hands; they're ready to do it. These people have moved forward with their life. They've gotten help. That's made change, and they're happy. They're living life happy. There's a moment. It's just seconds. It's seconds in your life especially someone like my brother that wasn't an addict, he wasn't dealing with problems, there's seconds in your life that you can throw out every bit of love and hope and and all of that long enough to pull a trigger, take the pills, cut your wrist, hang yourself. And, and be and in absolute despair. And, I, and- I, As a firefighter, as a first responder, running on calls where people have cut their wrist or they've they've taken pills, Every single one of them regrets it. Every single one of them doesn't want to die by the time we get there. It doesn't matter. And I guarantee you the moment that my brother pulled that trigger and his soul left his body, his soul said, Darn, man, what was I doing? Why did that just happen? And that's it. He's gone now. And now we as a family have to figure out how to pick pieces back together and move forward. And there's no, like, beauty in that. You talk to Karen that runs Blue Health. There's no beauty in what's happening on this side of the world. Families are butting heads. Families are, you know, because everybody wants to point a finger at somebody now that Mike made a decision to take his own life. And it's just that second, that tiny little second that we could have stopped it. That, that that all that ambition, all that, everything in life. I, my brother was going to own a jiu-jitsu gym when he retired in a year from now. He was a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, was incredible at that. And that's gone. That hope, that dream was not in his head when he pulled that trigger. His son was not in his head when he pulled that trigger. His twin daughters were not in his head when he pulled that trigger. You know, And that's just, that's what it is. You know, and, and we can't fix that. Because that's just a split second where the monster takes over. And what we have to do is catch people before that happens. We have to catch them ahead of time. We have yeah. to be public. We have to be loud. We have to start have talking to, to each it. other. We, we really we got to start to talking to at each your other. Look her in the eyes tonight and look her and stare her in the eyes and look how beautiful she looks. Look how much you love her. Look at those children and look how much you love them and promise them you'll never leave.
0: You brought up a, a name, a phenomenal person, by the way Karen Rodwell Solomon. Uh, the organization is called Blue Help. You can get more details about what they do. I, I talk with them all the time. Their website is bluehelp.org. That's bluehelp.org. And we'll be doing more stuff with them in, in the future. And this is where it gets really difficult. And I've had the same conversation with survivors who've had law enforcement officers killed in line of duty, um, permanently disabled, severely, catastrophically injured, and I'm sure with the firefighters, there's rules and regulations and general orders about what you do, how do you act, what's to do next in this situation. But one of the things that we were never given, maybe they're doing it now, but we're never given suggestions or rules on what to say, how to have the conversation with someone. So what we wind up doing a lot, I say I do a lot, is when I get really uncomfortable, I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing and make things worse, which I've been told I can't make it worse so i don't yeah. say anything at all and and everybody mm-hmm. to a man and woman tells me that's the worst thing that we could do we, we we need to acknowledge that they're still there the family members you talked about are still suffering they're still struggling and just say hey yeah. i i don't have the answers i'm just your friend i'm, I'm just going to be here we'll talk about fishing we're talk about fishing we'll talk about cars yeah. we'll talk about whatever you want to do if you want to talk about heavy duty stuff we'll do that as well but i don't have the right words yeah and that's how I'm feeling right now, John. I don't have the right words. And it I'll be honest with you. This is a hard, hard conversation to have. And it's got to be hard for people to hear because everybody's been affected by this to some degree or another. Maybe not a sibling, but someone they know. If they're yes. a military veteran, if they are in first responder work, or if they're both, they have been affected by this.
1: My brother Nathan called me. Uh, in like a meltdown, basically, but we were we were just trying to cope through this and get through this together. And he called me and he said, "John, this is something that happens to some uncle in some other country that we're barely related to, you know." Yeah, he's like, "This doesn't happen to our brother," and that reality of whoa, you know, this is our life, and. It, man, it's still disgusting. I love my brother. I love Michael, and I, I, I 100% think that Michael saved my life. Um, I've been sober since his suicide. I haven't drank in three plus years since. So, um, I, I attribute my success and everything that I'm doing right now and the drive that I have to do it to my brother. And 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 I think that that Michael, in in taking his own life. Saved mine, and I might have been the one in the family that didn't make it through.
0: You said earlier that he was suffering in silence that no one knew. Yeah. There were, you didn't see any signs, and of course, he didn't verbalize or vocalize.
1: No, and there were things that happened when you're Monday morning quarterback, it, you know, it, when when the incident happens and you start looking back, you go, oh, yeah, I should have noticed that. You know, um, my brother and I were very alpha, which I've, I've gotten rid of all of that like the way i am with my other brother now i just i don't even care anymore like but we were all like who's the the man of the family kind of deal and uh we never when we would open up to each other it was more of a, a, a contest of you know who who's got the most medals on their chest kind of deal and who who's dealing with the most trauma As we were talking about almost that. like a
0: comparison and, competition
1: yeah and, and, yeah, and uh, like, unfortunately, that that was how the men in my family were raised, you know. And, and we were the reason we were great, you know. The reason all of us are great is because we all were constantly competing with each other.
0: And that's part of what and, makes uh, people really good at being first responders.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And
0: I don't know if it's a trait we're born with or you're raised with or you develop on the job or if it's a combination of all three. But if you don't have that, I mean, it takes a lot to run into a burning building. It takes a lot to to run into gunfire, knowing that it's occurring uh, and Mm -hmm. that there's a good chance you may not make it out. And you don't really have time to think and process process these things that you're thinking or feeling or anything else until way afterwards. And that, for for many people, is where the struggle starts. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break here in just a moment. I want to let people know, the guy we're interviewing, his name is John Preston. He's a United States Marine Corps veteran, career firefighter, singer-songwriter. His brother, Michael Preston, was a Marine Corps veteran, a career police officer who died by suicide. This is the Law Enforcement Today show we we'll take a short break. We'll
3: be right back. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-451-8603. 800-451-8603. 800-451-8603. That's 800-451-8603.
0: turn our conversation with John Preston on the Law Enforcement Today Show. John's a firefighter, and guess what? We love him. We're a big family. We do make fun of each other. We do have the whole donuts and the hose dragger things that we say to each other all the time, and that's mostly in good fun. Although, back in Baltimore, the, the, the police department, fire department, softball games, well... You never knew. They could they could be really, really fun or they could be a fist fight. You just never quite knew how they're going to turn out. But that's thats what siblings kind of do with each other, isn't it?
1: Yeah, we, we just dominated the police a couple of weeks ago in our softball game. Yeah, well, <laughs> back in my day when I was yeah. younger,
0: that wouldn't been the case. But now that I'm an yeah. old geezer officially. But you get what I'm saying. A lot of people don't get that, that we have this kinship. And by the way, so many of our, of our law enforcement officers – and firefighters are military combat veterans. And I I say I was lucky. I was trained by uh, Vietnam combat veterans, and some of our commanding officers and our real old-timers were Korean War veterans back in 1980. And they were very good at uh, dealing with humans in, in really bad situations. And when you talk about community policing and all those things, they were really, really skillful at it. And that was before this concept was even born. So... I, I owe a lot of my life and the progress I've made in my life to our, our U.S. military combat veterans. You know, we talk about our freedoms and stuff like that. Yes, that's true. But the reason I'm alive and walking and talking is because of combat veterans. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget them for what they've done.
1: I, I agree 100%. And it, it's. We're our own little weird community a of combat that we're <laughs> – we, we don't, like, uh, tell to be any better than any other veteran because, it, like I said, my whole family was, was Marines, and my father and I were both the combat veterans of the group, and, uh, yeah, know, it, it didn't make any difference. I think it might have to my brothers, you know, like I said, it was always constantly in competition. Right. So, when I got back from Iraq, I remember telling one of my older brothers, "I was like, I said, dude, like I'm I'm not your you know little pick on anymore. We're we're done with that, you know." Like, so, yeah, but the, the combat veteran community and what we can do to support each other, you know, that's where it gets to, right? I talked about the fire service and how every day you come in and you're getting called to someone's worst day, right? Like right. You, you're showing up either uh, grandma's sick or uh, somebody, uh, uncle Larry is dying right now or your house is on fire and we got to come put it out. Regardless of the situation that's happening, it is your worst day and we're coming to fix it. You know, and, and my goal always, as I come out of a medical call or I come out of, you know, uh, when we extinguish a house is trying to collect their, their valuables, do something to make the people that work working for understand that we care and, and we want to help and we want to make it better for you but it's a, what, kind of a powerless
0: feeling because it's not you, you can't make everything right so you just do the you best you can you can't
1: fix it but you can if you get a smile out of uh, someone that, that's sitting there next to sick and dying grandma you've really crushed it you know you've done your job well that day yeah and that's how i approach my day every day is it, even the people that i work around and work with i want them to have a better day than they had the day prior. And what I'm doing right now with my music and, and, and what we're doing, pushing it out and pushing it forward, is we're reaching a whole different level of state. When I go into work at the fire service, I have the city of Palo Alto, which I've faithfully worked for for eight years. I have the people that dial 911 and those are the the people that I have the opportunity to reach. That that micro levels my ability to make change. What I've done over the last five years of playing music aggressively and actually pushing out and 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 making a career of it is a whole different level. We've been in People Magazine. We've been on CNN. We've been, you know, I have music playing on FM radio across the country now. I have you know videos that played in Macy's and Bloomingdale's and. A, it, and it's taking our veteran
2: community and it's saying,
1: "We are real, we exist, and this is our problem and it's showing everybody else around this is us, we're not afraid to be us, we're going to speak about being us, and we're going to do it publicly and now we have we take that micro world that I was responding calls to, and I the whole country and even places in Europe where our music is reaching people. I have people from Hawaii to Texas to Maine to Kentucky sending me messages saying, I heard your song today on the radio and I didn't take my life because I did.
0: And that right there is it's gotta have a huge impact on you to
1: hear that. It messes my brain up, man. I spin, you know, it because I never thought that I could be this. I I never thought that I would have this opportunity. I, I grew up on a farm in Kentucky. I didn't think that it was possible to reach the entire world with my crazy little dreams and ideas and everything that I had as a child and they're reality and, and it's real. And, and in the fire service, I've been there eight years, i have saved two lives, two lives in eight years is phenomenal because he and I, you know, he comes to the station with his kids that taught his son how to make pasta. Yeah. It, it's uh, incredible. In the music industry in five years, fighting post-traumatic stress, fighting veteran suicide, Fighting everything publicly, I have saved countless lives. I have had, and these are the ones that I know about. These are messages from people personally that said, I did not take my life because of you. And the ones I don't know about, I'm perfectly cool with because I know that they're with their family and they're happy and they're good. There is. And and one of the
0: things you're doing is that. And this is something I try to get through to people that they don't seem to realize. Not everybody has a level of talent you have. Not everybody can be a singer, songwriter, but we can all make a difference in some small way. People go, oh yeah, you have this national radio show, you have the podcast, you have that. Listen, it started with a lot of work, a lot of dedication. And one of the things I always tell people is if you have a computer and you're online and you're using Facebook, you have at your fingertips the world's largest marketing platform for free. What message are you going to send? You can have a positive impact on lives of
1: people like you do, in faraway lands, and not even know it. And people that are doing that are doing incredible things. Yeah, and and that's what my message has been to the veteran community: is find what you love and do it, because you can make a difference no matter what. It doesn't. You don't have to be a rock star. Like, that, that's my. Jam. You know, that's right. what I want to do. That's what but, you're good at.
0: I, and not everybody can uh, be good at that. And not everybody can do what I'm doing, but everybody can do something.
1: I, I was talking about guitarists talk yesterday. We were talking about uh, somebody big that had criticized our music. Uh, not criticized the music, but the quality of the recording or something. This was like a while ago. I told him, I said, dude, William Hung was a superstar, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and it was this goofy, like, dude that, you know, it was. Uh, Disabled, And you look at him and you would think he has no ability to, and he was a superstar and crushed it because he believed he could do it because he had this wonderful mind that that doesn't see bad. It doesn't see that nothing is accomplishable that we create on ourselves, right? We build this. Oh my God, this is the finances I'll have. This is my life that I'll have. No, we can have what we want. Right. We have and and don't worry about being perfect
0: about it. We about have, to it we have it. To do it. Listen, if you ever watch baseball? I gave up on it many years ago. But you watch baseball, and the old saying is, the game isn't won by home runs. It's won by base hits. So mm-hmm. you get up there, you, you, you take your best swing at it, you're going to strike out some, you're going to foul tip some, and you get a base hit. And that's what we all need to try to do. Not just with veteran suicide or first responder suicide or post-traumatic stress awareness, but about anything in life, if, you, if you're if you driven, you want to do something that you're passionate about, just do it. Stop making yeah. excuses and stop listening to that negative self-talk in the back of your head that tells you you're, you're going to fail and you're worthless.
1: Yeah, or people around you that you thought you trusted and loved that turned out didn't really support you. you They're dream crushers. Those you people. worry are... about you and what you want to
0: do. We're yeah. running out of time, John. I, I don't want to miss out a chance for people to find out where they get more information about you and your music.
1: Um. I, johnprestonmusic.com. We actually go to Facebook, facebook.com slash johnprestonmusic. We're constantly keeping you updated on there. You can go anywhere you can download music. It's available to get right now. So uh, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere like that. You can go and you can listen. You can listen to our catalog. I think we've got 11 or 12 songs out right now available. Get on there and get it. Send me a message. Let me know what you think. You know, Let's talk about it and let's chat. If you have a problem, you have something you're dealing with, I still answer my messages on Facebook. I have a lot of resources. I have a lot of nonprofits that I work with. I've done a lot of amazing things. And I can even go as far as to get you a service dog with Hounds and Heroes if we had to do it. You know, Any kind of treatment that you need, any problem that you would have, if you reach out to me, we will find an avenue to fix it. John, um, I, thank you so open.
0: much for for all you've done, all you continue to do, and, and most importantly, for coming on the Law Enforcement Day show and talking about it. I very much appreciated.
1: Thank you so much for having me on, Jay. It was great to talk.
0: When you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it at lawenforcementtoday.com. I'd like to thank our guests today for coming on the Law Enforcement Today show. We've got more great guests heading your way next week. So until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya.